What's up, guys? Just watching the Buffalo game right now, actually. Tie game, third period. I was going to pick Buff. A little late, or a little early the game was, so uh didn't know I had to make my picks that early in the day. But I do got some picks coming up later today. This is the Junkie Podcast, Sports Junkie Podcast. Mostly going to be talking about sports betting emphasis on NHL. I'm going to do pro line betting, going to do props betting, mostly NHL, like I said. Got some picks for today. I don't know, I thought it'd be funny, you know, start a podcast. Just do shit you want to do. Finally want to start one after a while, and with the pandemic and everything, might as well fucking do it now, right? Pass the time. It's getting fucking depressing lately. Lockdown another two weeks. I don't know how much I can handle this right now. But here we go. Let's dive right in. Caps Bruins. I thought this game was a toss-up. You know, both player, both teams getting really key guys. Uh, Boston getting past the back. Caps getting Ovi back. Still don't get Kuzi. They still don't get uh, Samsonov as well. Starting goalie, so that's going to be a big loss. But lately, they've been winning without them. So, I think I'm going to go with the Caps in this one. You know, Vanacek is a young goalie. He's playing really good right now. Some would say, you know, he would take over the starting position. Ovechkin's coming back. It's huge. Huge, huge, huge. Captain, leader. People fucking love this guy. And like I said, they've been winning without him. Imagine him coming back. Even scarier. This big Z Zidane Char playing his old team. His first team. His first game against his old team. And I think he'll be playing fucking balls to the walls, this guy. If you are an analytics guy... You would probably go with Boston. You know, they're a better defensive team. They have better defensive stats. Uh, PK, very good. First in the league. But, you know, there's not much, not many teams that can stop the Cavs and their people, I think. Um, they got their number one D out in Grizzlick. You know, first line peeper. You know, first line. Everything for it. That's, this guy does it all. That's going to be a huge loss for the Bruins. They're also missing DeBrusque. Very good defensive player. So it would make those defensive stats go down a little bit. Um, and Boston's top six, man. Boston's top six haven't been the same in years. And I think this year is one of the worst top sixes. They got Smith and Richie on the second line. Those guys are bottom six players in any other team in the league. Um, so the Caps, last game, Islanders came back from a 3-0 deficit and won 5-3. They scored five unanswered goals. They're going to be fucking fired up. There's no way they're not coming out fucking guns ablaze in this game. First in the division, they got so much fucking confidence. They got a dick full of jizz. And they're ready just to fucking annihilate these Bruins, I think. They got the third best peeper in the league. Now, mind you, it is the start of the season. They're usually top three every year. Um, And I think they just got more room for improvement, more practice. You know, with COVID, it's going to be tough, but with practices and shit. But you know what? I think it's only a matter of time before the power play starts clicking, and they're probably first in the league in that department. And I got to talk about Backy, this guy, this fucking guy. He's playing like he used to back in the day. 
he's shooting the puck a lot more i love that i love that having Ovi shooting the puck on one side and you know goalies aren't too eager to challenge backy like he's a pass first guy uh he's been known to be a pass first guy his whole fucking career but this year i have a good feeling he's been shooting the puck a lot more and he's gonna catch some goalies off guard and you know like i said always back so they got the double the dual threat there and they got the big fucking shot from the point from uh from carlson there so you know a lot of upside with the caps for this win you know like i said pass is back but from my playing experience you know even if you do have Kemi years back you need you need a couple games under your belt to get that Kemi going and you need a couple games under your belt to be in game shape so i think you know if if, if Pasta did come back let's say two games ago three games ago i'd say okay maybe this is gonna be a good game I'm not saying it's not gonna be a good game but i do think the caps got this in the bag caps are looking good as of late getting a big boost with their captain back and so i got your caps okay we got pittsburgh the new york rangers another game i think is a toss-up pittsburgh's got i think one of the worst goals against averages yeah it's no secret that pittsburgh's been having some goaltending issues this year the starting goalie they thought they thought was going to be their starter their backup's playing better right now so they're a little confused their gm just just quit on them uh announced his departure from the team about three days ago i think and that's gonna leave some kind of tension in the dressing room i think they also have an zero and three and one away record very bad but you know start of the season two game losing streak for pittsburgh you know knowing from experience when you're on a two game even yeah just a two game losing streak is enough to deflate the locker room um, I'm sure, you know, the captain, the Crosby is handling it pretty good, getting the boys in good spirits. But, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, like you need a little bit of jump, you need a little bit of confidence. And I think they don't have that right now. And I, I, I think I'm a little bit more about the mental game than the analytic game. And I'm thinking, you know, mentally both teams had a two day break. So they're both going to be rested. It's going to be a good game. I think, you know, both teams, very good offense. I give the edge in defense to New York. Pittsburgh got a lot of young, young D right now. Uh, on the injury side of things, you got Dumoulin, Pedersen, and Matheson out. Like those guys, those are, I think that besides Latang, the top three D on the team, and they're all injured. So I don't, I really believe in New York here. I think I'm going to go with New York. Um, you know they are one and two at home. Like I said, it's early on in the year. For New York, you got the only guy injured, you got Chittle, and he's a very good young guy, but, you know, it's one rookie. Not a, not really a key guy either for them. Now, for New York, you got Lafreniere coming off his first NHL goal. Like, that guy is going to be absolutely fired up. There's no way this guy waited this long to, sh- to score. I can see it him being, you know, on a better team. He's low in, low in the depth. And speaking of the depth, they have on their third line, they have Kako and Lafreniere. One and two for overall picks on their third line. That's fucking nuts. You got your first line, Busnevich, Zbinejad, Kreider. Then you got second line, Panarin, Strom. Forgetting the center on that line, but that's fucking unreal. One, two, three punch. Pittsburgh, you know, 
they do have some depth as well. They got, you know, Malkin, Rust, and fuck, who's that there? You got, you got Zucker on that left wing. Besides that, not, not a lot of good players right now on their bottom six. So, you know, I will give the edge to New York here. Too much firepower. It's going to be tough to defend with Pittsburgh's D, how young they are, how unex- inexperienced they are. So, like I said, Lafreniere and Kako on the third line, first and second overall picks. That is unfucking real. I give the edge to New York tonight. So look for New York on the pro line money spread, point spread. Sorry, look on New York point spread. It's saying New York is going to win by at least one. I pick New York there. Same with the last game. Um, Washington and Boston. Boston is favored to win. So Washington either just has to win or lose an OT. Better odds there. So next game I got here. We got Montreal and Calgary. I know Calgary's coming off that that loss to Toronto. Very chippy game. And they're playing an even chippier team in Montreal. Allen is getting the start for Montreal. He's got a 2-0 record, a 9.07 save percentage. That is very good. Montreal playing three lines consistently. Not many teams in the NHL are doing that right now. They really rely on most teams rely on the first line, if not their first two lines. In this line, this team just rolls three lines consistently, and that's hard to beat. That's going to tire you down. Their average goals per game are 4.71. It's almost averaging five goals a game. That's unheard of. Goals against 271, one of the best in the league. They got a good goalie tandem in Allen and Price, and it looks like Allen's getting the start, giving Price a little break. But Allen can definitely take it. You got Toffoli with six goals and eight points in only four games. That guy's on fire, and he's only got an upside to him. He's on the second line with Kakanyemi. Another young guy I like to, I like to talk about is, is Nick Suzuki. First-round pick from Vegas, traded him in the Pacioretty deal. This guy, this guy is a two-way star in the making. Being compared to Patrice Bergeron by his own teammates. Now that's a good, a good guy to be compared to. It's only their second home game for Montreal. You got to think they'll be a lot more comfortable at home. Oh, a nice goal by uh, by Buffalo, 3-2, and I was going to take them. That would have been a nice dub for me. Got Olsen in my pool, too. Very good player in Olsen. Hall, just a great addition to that team. Like I was saying, second home game, they're going to be very comfortable. They're going to be, it's not like they're going to, going to their building with a lot of fans, but I just think it's a comfort thing, and they'll be back to home ice advantage. They're also on a three-game winning streak. And I like to talk about the mental part of the game. And they have to be... They have to be fucking on cloud nine right now. Winning that many games in a row. And they've only played around eight games. So... For Calgary, Markstrom. He hasn't been playing his usual self like he was in Vancouver. Uh, it looks like you might just need a little bit of adjustment in a new city, new team, new system, new coach, all that kind of stuff. But right now, it's just not clicking for him. That's why we'll give the edge to Montreal again. Um, like I said, Montreal, Montreal, very good defensive team. They also have, I think, the best defensive center in the league. 
with Philip Deneau, who will shut down the first line, or Kachuk, and that's huge because Kachuk is a game changer. Now they're on a three-game winning streak, and now Calgary's on a three-game losing streak, so they're the opposite. They must be def- deflated in that dressing room right now. Not a lot of confidence, probably. Finding a way to win some games, and that's definitely not an easy thing to do against a well-rested defensive Montreal team. Another thing to add is that Calgary does not have one win on the road this year. And they are going to Montreal, so I don't I don't like that chance. I don't like that stat, so I'm going to go with Montreal on this one. Four lines banging for Montreal. It's going to be too tough to defend. Minnesota and Colorado. I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably going to go with Colorado here. But hear me out. I like Minnesota's upside. Minnesota recently moved Erickson Eck to the second line with Kaprizov and Johansson. And it looks like the chemistry has, has blossomed as they totaled for four points in a 5-3 win last game. So look for that line to be to be coming out hard. They're fucking they're a second line as well. So I mean two lines coming at you in waves. That's tough to that's tough to handle. Um They got this Kakanen guy in that. He's a rookie. Never seen him. He's been playing very good. Uh, Talbot, Talbot out with an injury, forcing him to play every game. So he's probably dialed in. I think. Um, people say like, you do need to give your goalies rest sometimes, but most of the time when they're in, and they're they're focused on the end goal of winning, nothing really stopping them. He's also is playing for an average defensive team, Minnesota like. Their best, their best D nowadays is what? Spurgeon. He's offensive. Uh, you got Suter. He's getting old. Brodeen. He's, Brodeen, he's a player. He's pretty good. But you got to think, Kakanen getting those those wins on a average defensive team. That's pretty impressive. Um, this is the first of four straight versus Colorado. And they'll want to set a tone. You got to think the coach is, is getting on them about this four-game trip. And it's four games in a row. That's that's almost unheard of in the NHL. COVID happens. Shit happens. Colorado's got some key injuries right now. Taze and Belmar out. So it'll take some, some great out of the lineup, I think, and a key top four defenseman in Taze. Uh, very good on the defensive side of the puck and can contribute offensively. And those two players are out. I think those are key losses. Um, honestly, they played the struggling Sharks over the weekend. Two wins. I think one was a seven-three win. Like that—that's that makes you used to a certain standard of playing. And I think Minnesota is gonna catch them off guard. You know, they—they just came off from playing LA. Very good team right now. Very good defensive team. Big team. Strong team. And like I said, Taze and Belmar are out. The grits, some of the grit is out of the lineup. They just traded Ian Cole. So they got some grit out of the lineup. I like Minnesota's chances. And like I said, they played the Sharks. The Sharks aren't doing too good. And they're going to be used to a certain standard of, of play. And Minnesota's going to definitely be above that standard. Toronto Edmonton. 
another toss-up, I thought. Two teams hard to pick. Toronto coming off that that win. I'm pretty sure they're back-to-back wins against Edmonton. So, and I have Edmonton on this one. So, for Toronto, Freddie's got... This is Freddie's third game in four days. So, yeah, I'm feeling Minnesota on this one. Their last win against Edmonton was close. Um... The game was won on the on the on the peeper, so I think you know if Edmonton stays out of the box, at least try to stay out of the box, they should be fine against. I think a struggling PK, um, but five on five, Edmonton dominates. Marner Matthews are playing every situation nowadays. They're playing PK, they're playing PP, they're playing five on five. They're on when they need a goal. They're on when they need to defend a goal. These guys are going to be tired. They're going to be probably matched up against McDavid and Drysaddle, I think. You know, trying to keep up with the fastest player in the in the world. I think it could take a toll on you in, in the first couple games, especially three that they played with each, against each other. Uh, on the Edmonton side of things, you got Drysaddle scoring five straight games with, in six, six goals in five games. Five straight games as well. The guy's on absolute fire. McDavid's been uh, talking in the in the media saying how mad he is and how mad he is of losing you know I can't even imagine him uh, an angry McDavid on the ice like that's just scary to me especially if he's setting up dry settle the guy can put the pill in the net McDavid also had 25 minutes last game now that's a lot even for McDavid that's a lot of minutes you manage those minutes a little bit more it'll give mcdavid the extra edge the extra boost he was going to need to finish the game and finish the game hard and they need effort from the bottom six this is a must they need effort from the bottom six and i think like i said the coach's mad mcdavid's mad they want to turn that around and i think i think dave Tippett will handle this smartly and i think they're definitely gonna come out with a uh, with an edge so yeah, I got Edmonton in this game. Like I said, Edmonton's sick of losing, and it's absolutely played well despite their record as of late. Look for a bounce back win by Edmonton here. Next stop here, we got Vancouver versus Winnipeg. Now Vancouver's been playing really good lately. They got three wins, but they've all been against Ottawa. Ottawa not the best team right now. And you know, playing the game, I know you get cert- you get used to a certain standard when you play. You know. A team that's not not built for the playoffs, not built for a long run, not built for a good record. Pretty much just built for development right now. So yeah, last three games against Ottawa, they had played great, but it was Ottawa. And this one, I do have Winnipeg. Here's a few reasons why. So Winnipeg's second line, Cops, Stats, and Ehlers, they've been on absolute fire of late. They've combined for 20 points in the last three games. Scary when your first line has Wheeler, Shifley, and Connor on it. Now when you have Wheeler, Shifley, Connor, Cop, Statsny, and Ehlers coming at you scoring like that. That's crazy. And they've been recently put together, so I think they're just going to get better from here. But that one-two line punch, that's crazy. You got Connor scoring at will. Shifley and Wheeler just setting up him all day. Another thing they need to do, I think, to win, to solidify the win, they need to be physical with Hughes and Patterson. These two guys, when you when you pressure them and you get on them, they shut down. You be physical with them, they shut right down. I compare that back to when I used to play 
I was a more skilled guy. I didn't like to get in the rough stuff. And when you are getting involved in the rough stuff, you're always looking over that shoulder. You always play with a little bit of fear. That's not what you want. You want to play with confidence. And I think when you're physical with them, that, that takes it away. And ultimately, we'll, we'll lead them to play a, a bad game, I think. So I, I, got, I still got uh, Winnipeg on this. I believe Winnipeg can wear them down with their speed. They're absolutely... Like I said, Ehlers, you got Shifley, you got Wheeler, you got Connor. They're all fast physical players, and that's going to be hard to play against. Just, I think the NHL is a speed game now. It's a young man's game. So, yeah, I got Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg edges them out. Uh, just the fact, statistic-wise, have the best top six right now. So I do have Winnipeg winning this game. I think that might be it. I'm just going to be picking like, you know, six or seven games. I'll try to do all of them, but I I try to just stick to six or seven. Just to start off anyway. Um, And the point spreads here. So like I said, uh, Edmonton, Toronto's favored to win by one. So Edmonton just has to lose, or Edmonton, sorry, just has to win. Or they just have to take them to OT. So... I like the chance. Like I said, Winnipeg. Winnipeg's favored to win by one. I think they get it done. Um, and then for the rest of the games, we got Nashville, Tampa Bay. I picked Tampa in that one. No explanation for those. Florida, Detroit. I got Florida. You know, Detroit's coming off that, that big loss to... Uh, the fuck they lose to Dallas so I think they'll be deflated deflated as well Tampa Bay is just too much of a wagon to bet against them so I got Tampa on that one too um Philly New York Islanders like I said Philly or the Islanders coming off a 5-3 loss through five unanswered goals and I'm pretty sure three straight losses so I got Philly there Dallas Carolina Carolina's been not playing games lately due to COVID. They're going to be hungry for some wins. St. Louis, Anaheim. I think St. Louis will figure it out. They're the better team. Anaheim's definitely not. The Anaheim of uh, five to ten years ago. Full of young talent right now, but, you know, in a couple more years to be good. So I got St. Louis there. I got two bucks on it to pay out 1200 I think some of this advice will help you guys out. I also got a props here. I picked Toronto Edmonton. I got Morgan Riley. Shots on goal over. Or no, under 2.5, sorry. I got Mitchell Marner over 2.5. The guys are starting to shoot. The guy has got more confidence lately. He's up there in the league leading points. That guy's got to be given her. Zach Hyman. That guy gets fucking 10 shots on that a game. All fucking shitty shots, but he gets shots. Connor McDavid, like I said, he's mad. He's going to be proving something tonight over 3.5. I think he gets at least four shots on net. Tyson Berry, I picked this fucking guy last time to go over 2.5. So I'm going under today. Guaranteed he goes over just because I did that. But we'll see. And the last one here, I got awesome math. He's getting an apple. Honestly, he's been he's been getting some assists lately. 
I honestly think he's been getting more assists than goals, and that's not how he usually plays. But I do think he'll get a, uh, definitely get an assist here. Definitely playing with Marner and Hyman on that first line. Hyman's going to compliment them very nice. Grind, grind the D down. Get make more space for McDavid or make more space for Matthews. But I think he will definitely get some points tonight. So that's my pro line props right there. Two bucks pays out forty nine bucks. And we'll see how this goes. Was my first episode. Just trying this out. See how I like it. I think I'll like it. But yeah, like I said, just give it a try and hopefully help you guys in return and win some money tonight. That's all.